Disclaimer. I'm not even sure I've been sober for a single minute of this Game Week's games. And yes, one of the games was literally half 12 afternoon on a Saturday. Yeah, that's just what we do, isn't it? Wait, actually, scrap that. I'm not sure I've been sober for a single minute of Premier League football this year. So you just know I have the best FPL knowledge. No, this is not an alcohol anonymous meeting and confession. But it is actually Nathan Bacon Jerky. You're a jerk. Nathan Bacon Jerky. You're a jerk. Chimwagging about last week's games. You're a jerk. Knee jerking over any good players for next week. You're a jerk. The Game Week 28 knee jerk. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. You may be watching and listening to this on the YouTube instead. What? As I have actually decided to make this podcast video form too, mainly so you can see this sexy face. Oi, oi. <laughs> but for all of you listeners out there, all you cheeky scrubs, I'm not actually going to be showing any graphics or talking about what's on the screen. And the main focus is still going to be audio only. So don't worry, you're not missing out. The only thing on my screen is the games last week, the games next week, and the Premier League table. Basically what I'm talking about anyway, so you're not missing out. As the main focus is just me talking, so I can whisper sweet nothing into your ears, oi oi, and you get to see the sexy mug, hey, alright. Before we start this week though, this knee jerky episode, I do want to remind some of you cheeky scrubs out there that this game week, game week 28, is a double game week, which sees Southampton, Newcastle, Wolves, Watford, Leeds and Villa all double, so they will be the main focus of this episode. I'm also in the potentially very unique FBL position as I am actually free-hitting in Game Week 28. A lot of people free-hitted last week, maybe even the week before, or wild-carded. I'm actually free-hitting this week. The button has already been slapped. Ooh, you hear that? Proper big boy slap. And then I'm going to be wild-carded in Game Week 29. So, when I'm jerking over players, I'm definitely going to mention that. For me, it's going to be a bit different because I'm free-hitting. But also, because I'm going to be wildcarding soon, and a lot of you out there might wildcard anyway, then I'll talk about players long-term anyway as well. Right, okay, so let's get into the first game, which was Southampton-Norwich on the Friday. I actually watched this game. I wasn't sober for it. Surprise, surprise. And Southampton went on 1-2-0. Fair play. From goals from Remeu. Right, lads, come on. All of you on free at Game Week 27... How did you not see Romeo was going to see it score his first goal of the season in this game? It was quite obvious that that would happen, right? Stealing the two bonus as well. Ten pointer for him. But now, nah, actually, Romeo does this every now and again. He, he plays really well. He gets some goal, good goal scoring opportunities. And you're like, wow, he's a really good player. And then he'll just get the stupidest red card and forget how to play football for, for like four or five months. Fair enough, right. <laughs> so he's definitely not an FBL option. Definitely not jerking over him. Che Adams, though. Chad Adams. Oh, so everyone's going Broja. Whisper it quietly, but Broja's not a good FBL asset. Ah, we'll get into some of that beef later. Twitter beef. Oh my God, Baker Boy's doing beef. What? No. <laughs> but Chad Adams, Che Adams, has now scored, scored, assisted, and scored in his last three games. He's got three goals and an assist in his last four, which did include playing Tottenham, Man United, Everton, and Norwich. So, actually, pretty damn good. The problem with him, though, is that he is usually one of the ones that does come off in 90, before 90. He played 87 four games ago, 82 in the last game. So, a bit of minutes reduced, because I think Broja always makes it to the 90, usually, when he starts. But, Adams is the informed striker. If you're looking for a striker, which you definitely will be, because in game week 28, Southampton double against Villa. And Newcastle, to be fair, both of them have been decent defensively. But Southampton, very, very good. If we actually look at the table, then Southampton, I need to remember that, that I want to make this mainly audio. I'm not like, look over here. Oh, wait, you might just be listening. Fair enough. Southampton are now up to ninth are one of the best informed teams in the league. Wait, form doesn't exist. What do you mean? But ah, they are informed, right? Two, two wins in a row and only a draw win and draw that. They haven't lost in the last at least five, maybe even more. And up to the top half of the table. Fair play, fair play. And they actually do look really, really good. It's not like, to be honest, in the games they drew, which were literally against Man City and Man United, they could have they could have won both of them quite easily, not just scraping it. Like, they look that good right now. And when Southampton are like that, they are a proper streaky team. I think they are definitely a team to just jump on them like a trampoline, get on them. Che Adams would probably be my best bet. Because not only do they have a double here... Longer term, if you keep them or wildcarding or not free it or whatever, they then have Watford, Burnley, Le Leeds next. We'll get into Leeds and Bielsa, rest in peace. So, so sad. 
Uh, and then after that, it's not the best, but still still okay to keep, you know. So, 6.9 million for Che Adams. If you can reach him instead of Brozja, I would actually go for Adams. Definitely not too knee-jerky, that's not at all. No, no, no. But Brozja is still very good, and I reckon he will still play. But then again, in the double, they do have quite a lot of strikers. They got Adam Armstrong, who I think is fit and ready. Could be. And fit, fit in, a, in a football sense, not in a... Not in a sexy way, but you could say that as well. <laughs> um, and they've also got Shane Long. I mean, been a long time since he scored. Uh, way, but uh, he could come in. So be wary of that because Southampton play the 5th, the 10th, the 13th, 19th of March. So they have three games in a week, Saturday, Thursday, Sunday. Three games in eight days. And then also not really a break after that either. So players like... Brawljar on that could actually miss out or get their minutes managed in the double. So watch out for that one. But Adams is my knee-jerky player for that. I reckon he's going to do better. He could even be captain shout. Maybe not. I think if anybody is going to get rotated, it's probably going to be in the second games. Mainly because there's a weak break for most teams now. But they do have, but some teams are still in the cup, Southampton being one of them. So maybe they actually rest players on the Saturday game and not the midweek game for their double. But I reckon one of them, yeah, probably miss out. Norwich. I don't need to talk about them. Let's move on. <laughs> no, but actually Norwich, I think they're back to one of the worst teams to target now. Three losses in a row. They're just lacking everything. They've lost 4-0, 3-1 and 2-0. Don't really look like scoring. Look like they can concede. They've got a lot of good players, you know. They've got Brandon Williams is doing well. Pookie's still there. Rashitska, Norman. Good players. Dean Smith, I actually kind of rate him. But nah, just, just nah. Socially distanced away from them, especially FBL. And they don't have a double. Big game for them against Brentford next week, though. I wonder how that will go. All right, we've been talking for like 10 minutes already. We're not even in the second game. Come on, bigger boy. We don't want to be going for like two hours. The next game was unfortunately Bielsa's last game for Leeds. Ah. Uh, a moment of silence for the king. Bielsa Ball is no more. Oh. I think Leeds definitely need to put a statue outside the stadium for him. But I don't think they should do it of him. They should do it of his wish bucket. Because that is what we all remember him for. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, Bielsa unfortunately being sacked. I mean, it was coming, unfortunately. Four losses in a row, which included 3-0, 4-2, 6-0 and 4-0. I mean, when you can see 10 goals in two games... And like 20 goals in four. Yeah, it's just not very good, is it? No. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a situation with that, though. Do you do you stick with him? Realistically, the players they have completely overperforming. But Bielsa has managed to do that, you know. Another manager could come in and maybe keep them up. But then what? What's for the future, you know? Probably looking for a Bielsa. They are currently only two points above Burnley. And played more games. Uh, but they have played the same amount of games as Watford and Norwich. So that last spot, I think Watford and Norwich definitely down. Leeds could be in trouble. But the reason I want to discuss the table during this whole thing. Because especially at this point of the season. Leeds, for instance, last year towards the end. Because they were safe. They played completely differently. They went for a more defensive approach. A bit more conservative. But now, it's not the case. So they will actually need to carry on playing till the end. Because as we'll get into teams like... Palace, Brighton, Brighton already, you can already see, they know they're not going to get relegated, they know they're probably not going to get Europa League, so they're just chilling, they're just chilling, take their foot off the gas, off that pedal, and unfortunately then, it's just bad for FPL, so that is definitely thing we need to look out for. But Spurs here, the team that beat Leeds and managed to dethrone Bielsa off of his wish bucket throne... <laughs> Spurs won 4-0. Wow, Spurs. I mean, beat Man City, lose to Burnley. And then win 4-0. That is literally the most Spursy week you could ever have, ever. Fair enough. But goals from Kane, Son, Doherty and Kulazewski. Very cool, bro. Kulazewski, very good. I, I said he was a very good option on the free hit. I was actually going to... I made a free hit draft. And I think at the end of this, I'm actually going to compare that team... With my actual team to see how many points a free it would have got. Because right now, I could have free it. I was this close to, but I was like, nah, you know what? I'll keep it. May need to free it this week in gaming 28. Double more upside. But Spurs, yeah, I mean, Kane. Kane, Kane, Kane. Remember when he was finished? Eight goals and three assists. Three goals and an assist in his last three now. 
And yeah, he's just pretty good at football, isn't he? How does he have the finishing of an Aguero, a Van Nistelrooy, and the passing of a De Bruyne? Uzel, like, he is just incredible. Incredible. And then players like Son and that take all of that. So not only was Son doing good before, when Kane's in form, Son's even better, just because as we saw with the goal against Leeds, if you did see it, Kane, literally halfway line, boots it up, Son, because he's faster Sonic, zoom, gets it, scores, amazing. I did actually take a hit to bring in Son, and he stole a bonus point with his goal, hey, see. 10 goals and 7 assists for Son, they are a team not doubling this week, but they do in 29, and they have Everton, so if you don't have any Spurs players, I would go Kane over Son right now, if if you can. Mainly because I'd say they're on par, but Kane has the penalties, you know? And I feel like Son, he benefits more against teams that Spurs are more on the counter-attack. Whereas Kane, I think both teams suit him. If he has to play the counter-attack and put Son through, he gets assists. If they're dominating possession and they're more close to the goal, Kane is on it. He's right there by the goal and can score all the goals. So yeah, Kane would definitely be my bet. Definitely not knee-jerky from the last episode. I'm going to say that every single game just to inform you. This is a knee-jerky podcast. All right. <laughs> if you don't know what knee-jerk is, by the way, it's just like a, an immediate reaction. Like, oh my God, this is the best player in the world. I need to get him in just because he scored against a, a potentially relegated and threatened Leeds. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Kane, yes. Son, yes. Doherty, though. I mean, the fullbacks have been a lottery for... Uh, why did I forget Conte's name? Come on, the pasta man. Conte, his fullbacks are proper rotation, isn't it? And Doherty has literally only started, what's that, like four, five games this season? Hardly started last season either. Not really been in it for Spurs, but this game could be the turning point. Goal and assist for him, and obviously clean sheet. So an 18-pointer, 18-pointer. That's two Cancelos. When you're twice as good as Cancelo then you're pretty good. Can Doherty nail that spot down, though? I'd say if you're potentially looking for someone in a game with 29 double for Spurs, even though their fixtures aren't the best in that double, it's Man United and Brighton, both away, though, so not the best, especially defensive. Well, defensively for Brighton, against Brighton, but yeah. Doherty a 4.7 mil, though. I'd say scout him against Everton. If he starts, if he plays very well, he could actually nail that spot down. I don't think he's going to nail it down forever, even though how well he might do, though, just because they got Emerson Royale, and that's about it. So not much competition at all. But, you know, they still have players, so they will rest and rotate when they need to. And also Spurs are... They're out of... Yeah, they're out of the the Europa Conference League, aren't they? Unlike Kulazewski, though, he looks like a player. Six million in the FBL. Two goals and an assist in his last three games and a goal here. And he's just got an absolute cannon foot on it. He's a proper Conte player. Did I even speak words then? A proper Conte player. He just runs forever and ever as if he's just snorted all the pre-workout. Like he just, he's got an unlimited tank. Don't need to get petrol in this current state. Just jump on his back and he'll run forever. <laughs> but yeah, Kulazewski, good player. FBL wise, I don't know because he... He has made 90 the last two games, actually. Well, before last game. And in that last game, he did come off 77. But when you got Bergwijn and Mora, problem is, if Kulazewski has a bad game or he's not really in it, he's going to be subbed off. Whereas Son and Kane, surely not. I think Son has had some of his minutes managed lately and before, mainly because just come back from injury and he's such an important player. So I wouldn't really go Kulazewski. It's got to be Kane or Son. But then again, if you don't, if you can afford Kane and Son, and you want, I don't know, you want Salah, Bruno, De Bruyne, and you're like, I still want some Spursy. Kulazewski could be the one. Four 0 win for them. Push them up to seventh. Good position, potentially challenging Champions League, not just Europa now. Lovely. All right, next game, Brentford versus Newcastle. Well, hey, oh yeah, Leeds. Oh yeah, I was gonna say about Leeds. Sorry, sorry. Re it's ah, it's rewind time. Go back, go back, go back. Leeds. Bielsa is gone. Sad day for football because he's just an absolute geezer, and he literally plays against the best team in the world. He he could be down to eleven youth players. He's like, nah, we're still playing exactly the same. We're going for it. Love that. And you gotta respect that. You don't see that much in football nowadays, don't you? And. uh... I also feel bad for his uh, translator because is he out of a job as well? That's really sad. He was my favourite. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a bad thing for FBL though, isn't it? Because Leeds now, attacking-wise, are not going to be as attacking. They do double this week against Leicester and Villa. 
which is a good enough tar- double to target, really, because Leicester not be- Leicester have been proper wibbly wobbly defensively, so that's goals there. And then Villa are a bit hit and miss, especially Leeds at home. I feel like you they could sneak a couple of goals or maybe keep a clean sheet there. Well, under Bielsa they couldn't, but now they're not going to be under Bielsa. Who is going to come in? There is some rumours about some Marsh guy, the old Leipzig manager. And to be honest, whoever they go for, they're going to be less attacking and more defensively, which I think is terrible for FBL, for their players, and also to target them. Because they, they probably will try and get somebody in with a bit more defensive solidity to it. See, I can't speak words. I don't know why I do a podcast. If they're more defensively solid, then obviously they're not going to be good enough to target because I don't think they're going to lose 4-6-0 against other, uh, you know, with a new manager. But then, because of that, you sacrifice the attacking potential as well. Dan James probably will not score a goal for the rest of the season now. If he some, sometimes struggled in a Bielsa system, then yeah, he's not he's not got a chance in anybody else's, is he? No. <laughs> Rafinha, though. I have Rafinha. Definitely good enough to keep for the double. Is he worth bringing in? It's so hard to say, you know, because people say, whatever narrative you want to play... Leeds won't attack as much. They're going to be terrible. New manager bounce is going to be so much better. It could go either way. They could be amazing. And all of a sudden, Dallas scores all their goals. You know, you just can't really tell. But FBL-wise, I don't think it's good either way. And I think because the double is their next games, that's when we're going to find out about how they're going to approach it and what manager they go and who's going to be in and who's going to play and everything. Yeah, she's not good. They are also only two points above Burnley in the relegation with two more games played. So, decision, unfortunately, it is one that probably had to be made. I mean, you could argue that just keep Bielsa no matter what, he's going to get you back up from the championship. But then, I think right now, you just value bearded in the Prem more, don't you? So, it is very ruthless. I wish it wasn't as ruthless as that. But it is, so unlike E. Moving on, though. Yeah, that's all for Leeds. Rafinha, good. The rest, wait and see, because you just don't know. You don't know. To Brentford, Newcastle. We're moving on, right? Well, let's do a bit quicker. You know, it's supposed to be Nathan Bacon jerky. Get out as soon as the game week's finished. At this rate, it might not even be out by next week. All right, come on. Brentford, Newcastle. Brentford, oh, what a moment. Ericsson, after his terrible, terrible situation he had, obviously. He's back playing football. Amazing. Things you absolutely love to see. But unfortunately, he lost. And Brentford lost. And now that means Brentford have not won in at least five, probably more. Four losses in five as well. And they could be a team brought back into the relegation. So because they started off so well, I think they already took the foot off the gas. But now I know they've had injuries. Tony's not been about um, since he said Frick Brentford in a video whilst he was at a festival or something. He hasn't been back. Oh, that's not good for them. And yeah, I mean, Buemo isn't a natural striker. Wissa is good pace, but pace merchant really. He's not going to score that many. So they're kind of, they're, they're in trouble. I think they are actually in trouble. But they, their fixtures are good. So they are a team not Dublin, but they play Norwich next. So maybe one on a free end. But yeah, not really. Uh, and they did lose to a Newcastle team. Ooh, uh, wow, Newcastle, one of the form teams in the league. Four wins in five. Very good. And that one draw was against West Ham away. So pretty damn good draw for, for a team struggling in relegation zone. Not anymore. 14th up to, for them now. Up to 14th. 25 points. Four points above Burnley. So that's... I thought that was a bomb. It was a firework. Oh dear. <laughs> right, okay. Newcastle. Yeah, good. Newcastle, good. Brentford, bad. All right, that's the end of the podcast. Newcastle. Willock. Yes. This is this is the perfect knee-jerk player. He's on the thumbnail and everything on the YouTube, if you are watching on that. Two goals in two games for him. And he's just back. We saw it last season. He scored eight goals in literally like 10 games for Newcastle. He was the reason and what the only reason that... Why do I even attempt to speak? I cannot speak words. He was the reason they actually stayed up, right? And this could be repeat of that. Ah, it's rewind time again. Because we're like scoring back-to-back goals. He is taken off early, but that's more because... When they go a goal up or two goals up, or they could potentially get a draw or win. They're bringing on Bruno, not Bruno Fernandes. Bruno, what even is his name? Starts with an M. That guy. He's just a better defensive midfielder. Willock's more of a, a runner to get some goals. So if they're not, if they haven't scored yet, I reckon he will get to the 90. But 
when they're leading, yeah, I think Bruno will come on. So his minutes, I don't think... Uh, problem is, though, if he does have one bad game, maybe he will get dropped. But right now, his goals are very important and also could be very important to us in FPL. As he does not only double this week, but double next week as well. What? Newcastle, the only team doubling... Well, the only team right now that are doubling in 28 and 29. We could actually... When we... Oh, no, I was going to say when we get to Chelsea, they didn't play. Oh, Chelsea could get a double. We'll talk about that at the end when we talk about just the overall game week and everything on my team. Um, but yeah, Newcastle, the only team doubling right now in 28 and 29. The, the double in 28 is better on paper, I'd say. Mainly because it's Chelsea away and Everton away in 29. To be honest, even though Everton are a bit wibbly-wobbly, they are Everton. Frank Lampard will probably lose like 5-0 to Newcastle and then go and beat... Man United the week after, you know. But I don't think it's the best. Chelsea away, obviously, isn't very good either. Sorry, hiccup along right now. But this week, though, Brighton and Southampton for them. Ha! One home, one away. Brighton look proper wibbly-wobbly right now. I will get to them when we talk to them. Are they next? Yeah, they are next. Um, so, yeah, Brighton are definitely a team to target right now, especially with Newcastle at home. Newcastle at home are very good just because their fans love a shout. Oh! But the problem is with Newcastle, though, I you know this is actually the perfect opportunity to jump on them because they have a back-to-back double and they're fighting for their lives to not get relegated, you know. If they get results from even half of these four games they have in the next two doubles, then they might start to take their foot off the, the, the pedal, you know. But they're definitely not safe now, so they definitely need to go for it. So hopefully they can take that momentum with them and be very good for us in the FPL. Including Willock, who's 5.7 million, only 1% owned overall. Definitely going to be up by like 10% in the top like 100k or whatever next week, I reckon, just because of that double. But me on a free hit. Oh yeah, have I even have I even mentioned that I'm on a free hit or discussed any players I'm going to get? Nah, I'll do that more at the end then. <laughs> Willock, definitely, definitely consideration. He'd probably be the only Newcastle attacking player I'd go for. And then defensively, defensively, they've been very good. They kept, they've been keeping some clean sheets, you know. Dubravka, he's had four clean sheets in this season and three in the last five. And they only conceded one to Everton and one to West Ham. So... Actually, pretty damn good defensively. Dan Byrne, Matt Target, target their defence. They are that good. Dubravka's only 4.4 million, though, if you're looking for somebody. Maybe, I know, well, we'll get to Watford later, but Foster did get a big 10-pointer. Fair play to him. But Dubravka's going to get an 11-pointer because he's just that much better. Back-to-back double. He could be the one if you're bench-boosting, slash, you just want to keep that will play more doubles. Isn't it? More fixtures means more points, guaranteed. Definitely can't mess up at all, isn't it? Uh, all of us captain and Burnley players. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, Newcastle then. Forward-wise, I don't think Chris Wood is ever going to score a goal for Newcastle. Ever. He might still be playing there for five years. Not, no, actually, his first goal for Newcastle is going to be winning them the Champions League in five years. You heard it year first. And definitely last. <laughs> and then, apart from that, Willock. Yes. Fraser looks good, as he, as he does sometimes. But I wouldn't trust him. Uh, St. Maxi could be back, but with back-to-back doubles, that's a lot of games. They play 5th, 10th, 13th, 17th, so four games in 12 days. That's not very ideal for a player just coming back from injury, so probably stay away from him. That is also, mm, that's, a, that's a problem with Newcastle, though. If, if the fixtures were spread out enough that you guarantee that their best team will start every game, then Willock would 100% be there. But the fact that they have quite a lot of depth in midfield makes me think they might actually rest Willock slash manage his minutes quite a bit. You know, bring him off half time, 60 minutes or something. Maybe in both games. So we need to watch out for that. But knee jerky wise, Newcastle look like a new team. Never mind a Newcastle. Very, very good and definitely ones to get. Their defenders, Shah got 12 point there. He got an assist in the clean sheet, but... Nah, I mean, for 4.3 million, good benchy boosty option, but mm, probably not. No, it's got to be Dubravka, probably, if you, if you want to go there. If you want to go there. Because me, I've got, like, De Gea, so he could come in for him, for instance. But I'm on a free hit, so I'll have to see. All right, next game, right? We need to speed it up. Don't want to be... We're, we're aiming for just under an hour, by the way. And if this is the first time you watching slash listening... Well, it'll be the first time watching, because it's the first time in a video form... But first time listening, yeah, we do this. And then we also go on to a non-FBL topic, which we'll do at the end. I need a drink break. Cut.
and uncut. Wow, the power of Ed Tin. It's like I had a drink in like a whole half a second. Amazing. Next game then in this Jerkio podcast. Try explain that. <laughs> in Wales, big up the Wales, um, because I'm Welsh, a lot of words have EO at the end. So for instance, swimming is novio. Cycling is cyclio. So just add IO at the end. So as a joke, I just say everything with EO at the end. So I like this game week EO. This knee jerk EO. This podcast EO. Lovely. <laughs> In this podcast EO, Brighton Villa are next. And yeah, Brighton. What's happening, lad? What's happening? You're supposed to brighten up your fans' day. Hey, Brighton and XG vibe Albion. Not very good vibes right now. They're sitting at 10th right now. Uh, this table isn't updated after the Wolves and what West Ham game, which right now is happening, and you're going to get my reaction to what happened in it because I also have Bowen and Johnson in it whilst we get to that. And then I'll also look at my live FBL rank at the same time. Oh, my God. Best ever podcast. No, we'll get there. <laughs> Brighton, yeah, not Brighton. Nothing's bright right there. Three losses in a row now. Not very good losses either. 2-0, 3-0, 2-0. Not scoring. Brighton are always a team where... They're not good scoring-wise, even though they have the players. And defend. their only reason they do well is because of the defence. They have so many draws, so many wins by 1-0, 2-0. Not even 2-0, just 1-0. Just because their defence is usually good enough. And then they're pretty damn average. Not even that attack, you know, is okay because of the defence making up for it, you know. But right now, it's more because of the injuries. Dunk is out, Webster's out. Who is it? Actually, I need to check. They only had one actual centre-back in this game, which was... Oh, no. Dunk is back, sorry. And then they played... I'm not sure if they played a back five or it was a four. I didn't watch it because in UK, you can't watch 3 p.m. games. Such a disgrace. Wait, no. It was at half three because the coach was delayed or something. They got stuck in traffic. I like it. Oh, my God. First time I said, I like it. I like it. I like it. I'm not going to stop saying it now. I like it. <laughs> Yeah, um, so I don't know if they did play a back three or back five, but either way, they only had one natural centre-back dunk. Veltman and Cucurella as the other outside centre-backs. I mean, not bad outside centre-backs, but you need someone like a Webster. You need someone like a Burn, who's burned off. And, like, and yeah, I think that's just, that's just the reason, isn't it? Sanchez in goals has also been pretty damn terrible. What's happened to him? Is he actually that good? The reason he looks good is because he can play with his feet. He's He probably was ne never a goalkeeper. They just chucked him there once. They're like, oh, you can catch a ball. You can kick the ball out, though. So you, now you're an amazing goalkeeper, yeah. Because <laughs> save-wise, he never really has to make that much, that many saves. But when he does, like right now, not very good, not very good. So Brighton, they don't double this week. Uh, and they play Newcastle away. And in form-wise, not a very good fixture for them. But then next week, game week 29... They do have a double, but it is against Spurs and Liverpool. Yikes, that is... I would say a defender would be okay, because sometimes their defence can do it. But to be honest, that's probably minus points. <laughs> Lamptey, 12-pointer confirmed. And I, get <laughs> I have Lamptey, and I'm going to be getting rid of him on my free hit slash wildcard. So I'm free hitting this week, 28, and then wildcard next week, 29. So if you wildcard this week, I'll probably have a similar team to you anyway, so... Yeah, basically you, right? Okay, we're the best manager. <laughs> so Brighton, yeah, what players would you get? Mm, stupid question. Rhetorical question, Baker Boy. No. What players should you avoid from Brighton? Every single one of them. There you go. Move on. Villa then, well, before this game, they were not really doing it, were they? They drew against Leeds in a game they should have won. Then they lost to Newcastle. And then they lost to Watford at home as well. Like, whilst Villa at home, not Watford. I always think when you say at home, like when I say Everton away for Man City, does it mean Everton are away or Man City were home or away? I don't know. Now I'm just discombobulating myself. Villa, yeah, before this game, I was like, ugh, Villa are not looking that good. I mean, they can't really score right now. Ings, usually a daddy Ings, not really daddy right now. No, no daddy material from him. And then Watkins, I think he's finally scored his first goal in probably, what, what like three years? Literally, last time he scored was Gaming 17 against Norwich. As his first return in literally six, seven weeks starting as well. Oh, crumbs. Especially when you got players like Buendia and Coutinho uh, thinking for you. Wow. They did switch formations, though, with Ings and Watkins playing. The first time they've done that under Gerrard, because he was usually doing his 4-3-3 thing, wasn't he? Um, but yeah, a bit of a change. It was more of a 3-4-3-1-2, wasn't it? Coutinho, the only creative player behind him. So no Buendia... 
Bailey's back, but I'm not even sure if he's played yet. He might have come off the bench. I'm going to check that now, actually. No, he hasn't. And he was on the bench, though. I'm not even sure if he's played under Gerard yet. Buendia also didn't come on. Wait, hang on. I know Villa were winning, but the, the subs they bring on were Young and Sanson. Right, fair enough. <laughs> I'm not Gerard because I'm better. <laughs> no, he did good here, though. 2 no win. But is that actually just Brighton were bad? Because Villa, the cash goal was just out of nowhere. Long range strike. Could he be good? Maybe if you got spare cash. <laughs> uh, and then also Watkins didn't have a good game, but then he did take his goal nicely. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't say. 2-0 is probably quite unfair, really. Uh, it's quite even in terms of the stats. Sorry, Brighton got XG'd, as they always do. <laughs> um, but yeah, Villa then, they do double this week. They are one of the teams to double. Playing Southampton at home and Leeds away. So before Bielsa being sacked, Villa probably had on paper the best double. Because even though Southampton are good, when Southampton are away, that is when their defence struggles a bit. So that could have been good for a Villa. Maybe like a Coutinho, maybe a Ings or Watkins, but probably Coutinho. Coutinho is probably the only attacker, or Ramsey, the only ones I would probably go for right now. Because I was thinking, if they kept Bielsa, you know how they just let their runners free. Bruno's done it every time. McTominay does, always does well against Leeds. Whatever player they have from midfield running forward always does well against Bielsa's Leeds, which could have been the perfect Jacob Ramsey hat-trick. But now Bielsa's gone, so that plan's in the mud. Unlucky. So yeah, Villa, Southampton at home. They can do something. Uh, the Leeds then, depends who they get in. But no matter who they get in, it's not going to make up for the fact that... Um, what's his name? Him. Why do I always forget players' names when it's important? Come on, Baker Boys, it's a podcast. What's his name? Phillips, Phillips, Phillips. Oh, that's, that's the one. I didn't have to Google it. How could I forget that? You do when you put on the spot, lads. You know it's not my fault. I, I do know ball. I do know football. It's round and sphere, spherical. Yeah, with maybe he's back, but probably not. But without that, without him and a lot of other key players, Bamford's still out. Their defense is just terrible. I think I think Villa are good enough, definitely for this double. Probably one of the best on paper. But attacking wise, I'd probably only trust Coutinho right now. Actually, yeah, probably. Dinier finally got a clean sheet though. Hey. Clean sheet. I think Villa could be decent for clean sheets there. Southampton, although are good, are not the most prolific goal-scoring team right now, are they? No, no, no. I mean, Broja, whisper it quietly, but he's not actually that good of an FBI option. Never going to score ever again. Wow. <laughs> so, I would say, I would probably go cash over Dinier right now. Dinier, he's done well, but he's just he's just not quite the Dinier of two, three years ago for Everton. You know, last year he was not very good either. But coming back at Villa, expecting more. Cash seems to be the one to get. He's got a goal and assist in the last four games now. And he's just, I wouldn't say more involved, but he's just hes just good. And he's cheaper, actually. Is he? I'm saying that. Didn't he? He's gone down in price, isn't he? Oh, they're the same price. Fair enough. If you've got cash, doesn't matter because they're the same way. And then apart from that, probably just Cash, Digne, or Coutinho, probably. Or maybe Ramsey. I think Ramsey's probably going to be the best bench option on a wild card or a free it, just because he's cheap. He's still starting every game, even when they switch up about. Because I think Gerard sees himself in him, you know. So, yeah, good option, good option. All right, we're, we're only halfway through the games and more than halfway through the podcast. Come on. Palace Burnley. Oh, yeah, I, I do usually start off by saying if I've watched the game, but... I can't remember because I was too drunk. <laughs> now, nah, but these games weren't on TV, and I did just watch Match of the Day about two hours ago whilst I was sober, but hungover. So, you know, you know thoughts are very clear. Palace Burnley then was the next game. One all. I mean, Burnley were the only team doubling. We all go, in, all go all in and Brexit Burnley, don't we? And then they don't win, even though they literally won the last two games. And like, uh, 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 it's, just, it's just annoying, isn't it? Ben Mee gets a 21 point in game week 26 with his double. So like, oh yeah, go on then, I'll get him in. And first game, he literally gets two points. Tarkowski gets one. Now that is a one. Palace though, they're good. They are good. They are good. I, I was starting to worry about Palace. Like they're starting to drop off. They didn't really look as interested. But last few games, especially attacking wise, they're good. The, the lineup was a bit weird though. They literally have three strikers, bench them all. Benteke is never, never to be seen ever again, probably. But Zaha was up front. And then Schloop was starting. I was like, hang on, Schloop. 
hang on, I think Vieira's lost his mind. Nah, Stroop goes and scores the only goal for them. Fair enough. Olise, though, oh boy. I, I, I've loved him from last year when he's playing for Reading, Reading Festival, because I do play the championship gaffer fantasy, and he was literally the bare minimum cheap midfielder, and he was just got, he just got like something crazy, like 10, 15 assists, and I was like, ah, oh, this player's actually pretty good. And now that he's actually starting, yeah, he's, he, you just see it in it. Two goals, five FPL assists for him, even though he hasn't even started half the games. Uh, but they do not double this week or next week. And they also have a bad next two games. The rest of the season, though, their fixtures are pretty good. So longer term, maybe when, maybe after the game with 28 and 29, not sure if they play in 30 yet or to be confirmed with the FA Cup games. But that will be a blank game week. After that, they've got Newcastle, Arsenal, Leicester, yeah. Everton, Leeds, Southampton, Watford, Villa. Yeah, it's a pretty good run. Pretty good run. Maybe ones that we can target getting off our double game week players when the double game weeks pass, you know. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Probably not. Burnley, though. Well, it's just all sell Burnley now, isn't it? They don't... They've had their double. They're currently in their double. It's still one more game week to go... Uh, still one more game to go in this game week. But Brexit Burnley. I mean, Aaron Lennon with the assist and then an own goal for Milivojevic. Aaron Lennon, 4.9. Goal and assist. In his last two ga uh, three games. Ah, that's not bad. That's not bad going, is it? He is actually that good. Wow. Uh, yeah, but we're just going to be selling them, really, aren't we? So I'm not going to waste too much time talking about them. Next game then. Man United nil. Watford nil. Oh, what? Literally, who did Man United play? What? That was the abbreviation, and that is all of our reactions. Especially myself as a Bruno Fernandes owner. De Gea, though. He got six points for her. He actually kept the clean sheet. Which is pretty unlucky because I had Foster as well. And he goes and gets one extra save, which also got him all of the bonus. Which means he got 10 points instead of De Gea who got 6. Even though if De Gea made one more save, he probably would have been higher than him. He's literally so close in bonus. That is pretty unlucky. Man United though had so many chances. I think, uh, sorry, let me get my stat nerd goggles on. Bruno Fernandes had the highest XG, but he didn't score. So that's unlucky. He had so many chances, though. Ronaldo did score offside. He should have scored a few times as well. How are they not score? How are you not scoring against a Watford team that literally give you about 90% possession? I think Man United had 22 shots. Same amount of shots as I have on a student night out. And didn't score one. Also sounds like me on a student night out. Didn't score at all. And I get <laughs> Moving forward, though, they play Man City next, which is sellable. Oh, Man City away. But saying that, Man United usually do well. But that was more Ole did well because counter-attack FC. But I don't think they're going to be the same. Rashford's not quite it right now. Uh, they haven't really... Um, with Ronaldo, counter-attack is a bit harder, I guess. He hasn't got the blistering pace because, you know, he, he's not like an absolute specimen who's just a machine anyway, is he? No, no, no. <laughs> and then after that, they also don't double in 29. And their fixtures are not very good at all in the next four. Man City, Spurs, Liverpool, Leicester. Big games for them. But, I mean, if they're not scoring against Watford, then, yeah, it's just a sell, isn't it? I was thinking Bruno Fernandes was back at it and I could keep him. But selling him on the free hit, selling him again on my wildcard straight after. And you should probably all do the same for Man United. That's also another good reason to wildcard. Teams like Chelsea, Spurs have a very good fixture run now. And teams like Man United, we might already have a double or triple up. Teams like West Ham, their fixtures completely turned. It's actually a very good time to wildcard using the double as an excuse. Wow, look at Bacon Boy giving up the big boy tips. I usually put them on my OnlyFans, not the YouTube. But Watford, though, they have Wolves next week, who don't think they're going to score ever again. Wolves are weird. They look they look good, but they just can't score. Then Their, their, their defense also isn't amazing, but Jose Sarr just keeps them in it. So, yeah. They then, though, uh, do double in 29, I think. Uh, no. No, they double in 28. Oh, come on, Bacon Boy. Wolves is their doubling game, and their other game is against Arsenal. So, they do play two teams that do struggle to score sometimes. Especially, say, in Watford at home. So, Arsenal, Arsenal are the away team, where they, do, they don't score as much. Could Ben Foster be a great one? To go for. He's 4.1 million now. Oh, no, can't afford him now. He's gone up 0.1. Plans in the mud. I like it. But maybe if you're bench boosting, he could definitely be one. Because on paper, potentially, if he does keep a clean sheet in either of them, it could be a 9, 10 point to, you know, which you'd definitely love to see. Because there's no point having two keepers 
a goalkeeper with two games, they just keep clean sheets, 12-pointer, if you're lucky, and that's that's a maximum. Whereas Foster could literally get 20-odd pointer. I mean, he's not going to, but he could. He could. Maybe if he fancies it for his YouTube footage, he's like, you know, you know what? Let's make some camera saves today. Fair play. And then the rest, uh, apart from that, I mean, I still have King. I'm not keeping him on the free yet. I don't think he'll ever score ever again. Not even a joke. Not even a prank. I, I Seriously. <laughs> he conned himself into that team. Scored a hat-trick against a very bad Man United team. And then he, I don't think he's even scored since. Oh, dear. Remember when we all captained him, even though he hadn't scored in, like, four months? <laughs> right. Uh, defensively, though, they have been better under Hodgson, haven't they? They haven't conceded... Well, they hadn't kept a single clean sheet before he came in, and now they've kept three and six, which isn't bad for a team like Watford, you know, so considering they didn't keep a single one before. But yeah, for their double, you're not going to get any of their defenders in. Maybe for Foster, but more for the bench, I'd say. Probably better keeper, Josie Sarr. Um, but yeah. Yeah, we'll get to Wolves when we get to them. Next game then, the last game of the Saturday was Everton Man City. Uh, A.K.A. the game that completely spun everyone's jaw who free it last week. Unlucky. <laughs> I didn't free it last week. And I, I also said, because I'm FBL expert, I don't think Everton away is a fixture to target. Like, I do expect Man City to win. And to be honest, they only just about won. Lucky goal and... They should have conceded a penalty because Rodrigo, apparently your arm is 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 a leg now, not amble. Fair enough. And yeah, Everton did pretty well. Everton just do at home. They are just one of those teams, especially under a new manager. They also won, well, two games ago. I think people forget that. They literally beat Leeds 3-0. I know it's Leeds, but they literally beat them 3-0. Southampton destroyed them just because Southampton are very good. And yeah, Everton wasn't that thing. I don't want to be like, aha, I told you so, haha. But I did also tell you so. Haha. <laughs> I did have Cancelo myself, though. And he got a 9 point over here. He's just so good. Selling Cancelo is going to be one painful thing if I do potentially do it. I mean, their fixtures, they literally only have Liverpool as a top team to play. But unfortunately, they don't have any double scheduled right now. They probably will because they're going to get to the final of every cup possible. Papa John's trophy, under 23 Premier League uh, tournament. Man City are in just because they love they they have a fetish for trophies, isn't it? Unlike Spurs, unlike you. Um, so yeah, do you keep Cancelo? João Pedro Cavaco Cancelo, his full name apparently. It's a tough one. It's a tough one because double game weeks. Ah, we we just have an eye for it, don't we? We see a double game week and we just start barking like whoa, 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 double game week. I need it. But then Cancelo, you realise you got a perfectly good dog at home. Cancelo, he's the dog's. Not going to swear, fair enough. <laughs> but Man United Palace, Brighton Burnley next for him. Good fixtures after that. He could be a season keeper. And he's he's gone so much up in money as well, isn't he? He started off at 6.0 and he's up to 7.1. So it's half a million you're losing if you sell him and then want to buy him back later. I feel like after these doubles, we're going to be like, oh, we need Cancelo back. He's managed to outscore all the doublers. Why have we got rid of him? Yeah. But a lot of people attacking-wise for Man City went Mares and stuff on Earth yet. And that was pretty unlucky because somehow he got benched. He was benched again before. Usually Pep makes quite a lot of changes when he lost, which they did against the Spursy. And Mares wasn't playing and he's been their top goal scorer. Definitely starts, right? Pep does the Pep roulette. He just loves it, doesn't he? I swear he literally just selects a team. He's like, oh, oh these FBL managers aren't going to like this. <laughs> He's got a secret alt account. He's just hiding. He's like, oh, no, what a shame. Mara's bench. <laughs> I reckon he doesn't actually choose his team. He just looks at FBL transfers and be like, right, those three players are the most transferred in Man City players this week. Benched. <laughs> That's just what he does, isn't it? Fair play. But yeah, selling them is going to be quite damn tough, isn't it? Attacking-wise, though, they, they've they been quite mm, a bit different. They, they, you can see in a lot of games, they're missing a striker. Imagine if they did get Kane in the form Kane is in right now. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But the fact that they don't have a double, I'm not going to chinwag about them too much. But Cancelo is good enough to keep if you want to and need to. Everton, on the other hand, they, in fact, do double in 29 but not in 28. So Tottenham away is not a good fixture. Maybe target someone like a Coutinho in this double, and then maybe next week if someone's looking good, they actually have two home fixtures against Wolves at Newcastle. Could actually be decent defensively, because defensively they didn't look too bad against Man City as well. Jordan Pickford, 
most points scored in Game Week 29. You heard it here first, mainly because no one wants to say that. <laughs> but yeah, um, right now you can just pretend they don't exist as I am doing right now. All right, the last game, which as if you're watching, it's not actually showing the score right now because I don't know the score. So I'm going to refresh and have a look in three, two, one. Ah, hang on. Hey, hey, West Ham finished 1-0. Hey, with a Sauchek goal. Sue. I saw them tweet that and I was like, they've been waiting for Sauchek to score for so long just to say, Sue. <laughs> and Antonio assist. Ah, come on. I'll show you my team in a minute and go through it. But I did actually bench Antonio and started Johnson ahead of him. So I'm unsure if Johnson scored more points than him. I see Johnson isn't in the bonus, but Antonio also isn't. So I'm hoping Johnson did actually make it to 60. But if he did, he's actually scored one more point than Antonio anyway. And if Corney doesn't play, I also get Antonio's points. So lovely. But yeah, West Ham, they are a team that are in fact not doubling in 28 or 29. Bowen, do you keep him? I mean, they got Liverpool, Villa, Spurs next, so I think it's forgiven if you do get if you do get rid. Especially on a wild card, I probably wouldn't keep him, but I wouldn't say he's a priority move out, you know, because fixtures long term. He's good enough to be a season keeper at his price, but yeah, probably not. And then Wolves, then yeah, yeah. No, they lost. Never mind. Let me refresh my uh, prem table because uh, the other game isn't thing there. Two losses for them now. They've actually looked more attacking recently. Which has also harmed their defence a bit. So, And they still can't score. So in FBL they got worse because less chance of clean sheet. But they still can't score. So it's actually lose-lose situation. What have you done that for, you absolute prats? <laughs> but this week though, they do have a double. And it's a very, very saucy double. On paper, potentially one of the best. Playing Palace at home and Watford at home. So two home games for them. Two green fixtures. The FDR says two. Why would the FDR ever lie? Best ever double here. So yeah, on a free hit, I'm definitely going to be potentially doubling up on Wolves defence. But as we saw from this game, they were actually a bit of rotation FC, weren't they? Jimenez didn't start. Um, Samedo was... Well, he didn't start. I'm not sure if he was in the on, on the bench, actually. Um, who else started? Uh, Eight Nori was benched again. Sice not look, having the best of games recently. Bolly could come in for him. I actually think the only Wolves players to go for, especially for this double, are Saar and Cody. Like, they just are. Saar is 100% nailed. Probably going to get like 30 points in this double because he's going to make so many saves. you will be like, oh, another save. Another one. He's just incredible. Yeah, because their defense isn't actually amazing, but Saar is the best. I think he's the best performing keeper. He's, he's like, prevented the most XG. Ha, stat nerds. I know that one. Ha, I'm as good as you. <laughs> but, yeah, on a wild card or uh, free yet, definitely Wolves defense are it. I think they are. Two home games. Yes, 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 yes. Like, Saar, I'm pretty sure. Has he even gone a single game this year without making three saves? <laughs> he's made seven, six, four, and three saves in his last four games. And look, even in games he's not getting a clean sheet, he's getting a four and a three-pointer. So I reckon it's a minimum seven-pointer for him this week. Worst case scenario, probably double digits, guaranteed. So yeah, Saar. Attacking-wise, though, I was thinking a, a Jimenez just because of pens. And then also maybe a Podence or someone if you're feeling a bit spicy. But now Jimenez was bench this game. But then again, does that make it more likely that he'll play this game? But I'm thinking it's more likely that... There's just more chance of him getting rotated. They have the players to rotate. So why wouldn't they with games coming so quick and fast? Why are you coming fast? Yeah, they play Saturday, Thursday, Sunday. So not ideal. Not ideal. But their fixtures long term are great. So even if you're not on a free hit or wild card, definitely good enough to get a defender in. I would honestly go Cody ahead of Sice and Kilman. Cody is guaranteed to play no matter what. Either Sice or Kilman. Probably Sice. Could, probably will get a bench in for Bolly to come in. Even Marcel could fit at left centre-back and they play Nori, you know? So, be careful of that one. Be careful of that one. And attacking-wise, it's probably a no. But you know what? That is actually it. The games this week jerked. I've jerked so hard. I've run out of tissues, if you know what I mean. Jerk you. Right, I'm going to refresh my team and have a look at my points, which is 43. Well, hey, that is before bonus and before my Johnson auto-sub because I'm an absolute cheeky scrub. 
and started Trent, who obviously blanks, didn't play this game week. And Johnson on my bench keeps a clean sheet because I'm that thin. Antonio got a yellow card, so he only got four points on my bench. Ooh, that's good, that's good. And if Corny doesn't play, I get them. So best of both worlds. Corny's going to score a trick anyway, so yeah. So right now my team is De Gea in goal, six points. Cancelo, nine. Digne, six. Yes, not many people had any of those on there for yet. Actually, you probably had Cancelo. Maybe a Man United defender, so... Yeah, maybe not, didn't he, though? Hey! And I also got the Johnson clean sheet. Love that. Bruno Fernandes only got three pointers. Three whole points. Terrible. Go on, my son, with a nine point. I actually got him in for a hit. Big bacon brain. Big brain move by bacon boy. Balls. <laughs> nine points for the son. We love that. Rafinha only with a two. He hit the post once. He almost had an assist for someone else that hit the post. I think it was Koch. What a cock tease that was. Corny obviously didn't play, but if he doesn't, I get Antonio. So, he was on the bench last game, though. What an absolute fail, by the way. Got him in last week for his double-double. Went off with a slight injury. He's like, oh, no, he's not. he wasn't even flagged on FPL. No, misses the next game entirely. On the bench, didn't play at all in this next game. Oh, Bowen three-pointer. I mean, yeah, just what it is, isn't it? Weghorst captain with a four right now. On my bench, though, I could have bench boosted. Foster with a ten. Four more than Deja. Johnson with a six. So obviously, he's coming on for Trent, though. Antonio with a four second on my bench. Could come on for Corny. All right. So now we're going to refresh. Oh, I'm not I'm not seeing that. Let's refresh live FPL. And my live rank is a red arrow. Ah, oh, come on. Ah. If you know, that this is the first time I'm seeing my rank after the last game. When I literally got a clean sheet coming in. I'm down to 77k from 63k. Ref. I know I didn't free it. And I know I took a hit. But I feel like 43 points is is actually pretty good. Ah, come on. That is unlucky. Unlucky indeed. Wow. Well, there we are then. Okay. Anyway, next week then, looking at my team, uh, what you see or what you're going to hear in a minute isn't going to be my team, as I am going to be free it then, obviously. And right now, I'm considering double Wolves defense, probably Sar and Cody. Then I'm thinking double Villa, probably Coutinho and Digne or Cash. I think I might go Cash because more people have Digne just to get the variance in. You know, actually, no, Cash just scored. It's got to be Digne. He's obviously going to be the next one to score. Uh, Newcastle are good enough to back. Could even go for someone like uh, a Dubravka if I don't want to go Saar, but I think Saar is the one. Maybe a Shah. A Saar or a Shah. Ah, ah. <laughs> well, there you go. And then... Southampton, I'm definitely going to go Kyle Walker-Peters. He looked very good against Norwich. Watch him get benched now. Like and even though they can rotate the fullbacks, I think he is the one guaranteed to play just because of how, how well he played. Does depend in the cup, though. Because obviously there's cup games. And for instance, there's still league games. Burnley still have their second doubler right here as well. And then, um, yeah, so I'm going to have Southampton, who are a team Dublin. I probably will have some sort of Newcastle, even if it's on my bench just to cover. Wolves, I'm definitely going to have double double defence and probably no one else. Watford, I might have Foster on my bench. I might have Dennis as my backup striker if I don't go through, which I probably won't. But probably further back on the bench than someone like uh, Ashar. Mm, probably not. But Ramsey will be ahead of him. So Villa then, I'd probably go Coutinho, maybe Ramsey, and maybe Denier or Cash, like I said. And then Leeds, I probably will stick with Rafinha. Obviously, we don't know a new manager situation, but uh, I think you've got to go for him in it. I wonder if he still keeps pens. Hopefully, hopefully. So, I think he's just good enough to keep for that. Because the double on paper, it's not the easiest, but maybe if they get some sort of manager bounce, then this could be a fixture to bounce to get all of the points. So, and then single game we play us, you've got to have Salah. you 100% got to have Salah, right? If I go for a Liverpool defender, which I actually might not. I know West Ham at home is an okay fixture right now. They don't look like scoring much. But it's not the it's not the best. You know, I would probably rather a doubler. Probably rather a triple Wolves rather than a Liverpool defender. But if I do get one, it's probably going to be Robertson over Trent. Robertson is just doing it right now. That is definitely a knee-jerky opinion. But, yeah. And then what other single game week players would you go for? You probably could get a Cancelo in there. But, like I said... You just got more with the doublers in it. The upside is there. The upside. you got to go for the upside, man. The expected points is better than points confirmed. Points in FBL overrated. Expected points is where it's at. And that probably could be it. So, obviously, I don't really know my exact draft right now. I don't like putting too much time into drafts 
when I don't know all the information. Because, for instance, teams could get knocked out of the cup and then all of a sudden they can rest their players. Or, like, they can rest their players later on. So, meaning that some players might turn out to be more nailed and then I might consider them. Or the other way around, or there could be an injury to someone that I want. And that completely messes up my plans. If Saar got injured for Wolves, I probably wouldn't have any Wolves defenders. And that's just the way it goes, isn't it? So, obviously undecided. You'll have to check out Nathan Bacon FC on the YouTube. Sexy, cheeky scrub channel. Definitely free draft coming soon. And then team selection as well. And that is Jerky Podcast done for FPL. But now, to finish off with a non-FPL topic. What? So, I want to do some topical topics. And as this is the first one on the YouTube channel, I'm actually going to go into some beef. What? Not Nathan Bacon anymore. Nathan Beef. As on the Twitter, uh, not to mention names, just because I, I don't want to, someone tweeted on the Friday, whisper it quietly, shh, shh, whisper it, but Broja is not a good FPL option. What? Have you seen how good Salman's fixtures are? Have you seen how good Broja is? What are you on about? And obviously all the replies are hindsight merchant. Hindsight merchant. What does that mean? Well, you see it a lot. It, it just exists in life. Hindsight. Oh, I should have done this. Because this isn't as good as I thought it would be. And I mean, that's such a human thing to say. Be like, oh, I should have captained Son. Why Why am I saying that? Because he scored points. I'm not saying it because I was considering it before. You say it because of, of the outcome. That's just what hindsight is. And it is okay to be completely captain hindsight. And be like, oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. But obviously, and especially tweeting it as well. Because Twitter is supposed to be one where... One of the only social medias where you don't have to think about your tweets. You can tweet so much just because of the algorithm. There's so many people tweeting all the time. You don't have to really think and construct every single twit Twitter post you do compared to something like a YouTube video, right? I'm not going to start recording a YouTube video and go, Brawljar is a terrible FPL asset. And then end video, just upload that. No, I'm not going to do that. Actually, that would be quite funny. New video coming soon. <laughs> but nah, it's just such a human thing to do. But like... This isn't that good. I should have done this. And it's not to say, oh, I'm so terrible at FBL. I need to do this next time. It's not to say, like, I'm changing my plan. It's just, it's just, just human, isn't it? Just to say, yeah, this would have been better. So in my head, I'm going to say, I should have done this because it was better. Now, the problem is a lot of people, because Twi Twitter is an awkward one, though, because even though most tweets are put in less thought, literally zero thought into it, replies and people looking at it are putting much more thought into it. So then somebody be like, you're only saying this because of this. Well, yeah, that's obvious. That's not true. Look how good he is now. Hindsight. Hindsight merchant. And yeah, it is hindsight. Is that wrong? No. But a lot of people beefing and being angry with it. Just why? Just why in it? <laughs> and I'm not saying this because I'm defending the person. It's because I do like him. Good man. <laughs> but... Just, just why attack somebody for just, just your initial thoughts, innit? You, you could, you literally could go to it next week and be like, now you know what? I've looked at the stats. He had a bad game here, but he is a good FBI option, and you're allowed to change your mind as well. What? Nah, nah, not allowed to do that on the internet. Cancelled if you do that. I mean, imagine. No, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, hindsight just is. A, it's just a human thing. I wouldn't look in if you're analysing tweets like that. Then yeah. But then the other side of it is if someone's attacking you slash making jokes out of it then you've got to be able to take that banter as well you know you're just setting yourself up really aren't you you've got to think with the tweets even though you just put it out with zero thought if you you just have to know that everyone and their nan could be ripping into you because of this tweet and you just got to accept that literally you you could reply to that tweet a minute later and be like obviously i'm saying this because he blanked i don't think he's that bad but obviously people are going to take it out of proportion because you can't say this player's a bad fpl option and then change your mind that quickly or think that you only think it a little bit. It's either 100% terrible or 100% amazing in opinions, isn't it? Just because, you know, I I don't think that person thinks that Broja should be a complete avoid. But it's a more of a, look, he didn't do good. He was quite quiet this game. I'm just going to say he, he's not a very good FBL option. Obviously, you're going to say that if someone doesn't score points. I feel like I'm rambling so much, but that's, what, that's, that's what's good about Nathan Burke and Jerky. It gives me the opportunity talk with you because i don't do that a lot and I, in other episodes i've explained the whole idea of this podcast is that there isn't really well there wasn't when i started and literally a couple of days ago there have been other podcasts that are trying to talk as soon as some games are over 
But talk about the football more in a football sense, obviously FPL sense, I guess. But we also talk about the table and how that things for all the relegation and everything. Because, you know, even though it's all FPL, you still got to remember there's actually football and table going on. But also it gives me opportunity to talk about some other things. So in hindsight, Broja is the best FPL option. Shout it loudly. There you go. That's my piece. <laughs> um, and that is actually going to be it, I think. For the first ever Nathan Bacon Jakey podcast on my YouTube channel. Probably like, what, third or fourth episode now? I think the third official episode, because I did do a test episode. But obviously this will still be uploaded on all podcast platforms and mainly be audio only. So if you're watching, oh hey there. If you're listening, oh hey there. <laughs> and yeah, that is going to be all. So don't be a cheeky scrub. Listen. And now watch Nathan Bacon Jerky on all podcast platforms or YouTube right now. Okay, thanks. Bye.